that good enough? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Welcome to another episode of MTMJ Fit Podcast. I'm your motivator and uh, your personal trainer. <laughs> you have me. I can't and you, see. And you have the wife. You don't have the other thing up? What other thing? The Google. No, we don't need no Google Play. Oh, Lord. I don't know what the hell I look like. I know what you look like. Set me up. Ain't no one set you up. Who you? You ain't got your phone. Huh? My phone ain't gonna do what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know. Like, the angle. With the situation. Okay. I promise you, I'm not setting you up. No, sir. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not. I sat up here and I spent a long time while I was waiting for you to get ready, uh, making sure I set things up properly. But anyway, welcome to episode 75. We got the wife back. Hello. How's your week going, babe? It's gone. Yeah, she tired, y'all. <laughs> yeah, she might be a little high, too. I'm she, not. She don't want to. That should have been prepared this morning. Who you telling? You Who was you? already up and out. Yeah, I was. So? What do you got to do with anything? <laughs> I can't. I can't part under the influence. I can't focus. You don't focus when you're not under the influence. So you got a to-do list so you can stay focused. <laughs> you didn't. You weren't supposed to say that on, oh, on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to episode 75. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Like. Share. Comment. <laughs> We're going to have some fun today, y'all, man. Thank y'all for uh, listening to the podcast consistently um, and all that good stuff. Um. You was talking about some toxic behavior I display um, yesterday. You said, I can't wait to pod so I could tell everybody. You could just add another narrative. One, I'm a, I'm a pussy racist. What else now? You're disrespectful as hell. <laughs> they think you not, but you were alive. Disrespectful as hell. So look. Me. Because I used to say... When we was dating, what one won't deal another will, and he hated it. So we got married. I said it, and he was like, "You can't say that to me now. I'm your husband." So when he has to do something or I ask of something, need or something, he go, "Here I go, always jumping to it, getting it done." This is Michael. This is Sonia. Basically, when he asks me to do something, then he says, if I need something or want something or he got to do something for me, like pick me up from work, it's him kissing my ass. No, it's you picking your wife up from work. That's how I take it. But if it's kissing my ass and I say, okay, babe, 
I got home. He would be like, how did you get home? Don't worry about it. I got home. And that's going to be a problem. So I don't get it. As the husband, you are protecting your wife, right? To make sure she gets wherever she needs to be safely if you're the one taking her and you have to pick her up. But if that's not the case, cool. You don't have to take and pick me up. Since you kissing my ass. What in the devil? That's what you said. I was laughing when I said it. But that's what you said? That was a form of kissing my ass. <laughs> now you laughing again. Okay. And the devilish laugh. Hey. Right. When these cameras come off, I'm trying to tell you. He ain't going to hit me or nothing like that. <laughs> no. no. He going to talk big shit now. Not this about a bitch. <laughs> Let's get us here an episode, babe. Where your music? Take me to church. <laughs> hey, man, you know what's so funny, though, right? While she's setting this narrative, right? She already know the vibes. So y'all don't pay that shit no mind, man. What but you mean? Exactly what I just said. The you already know the vibes. I'm I'm not when I when I when I said kiss my behind yesterday, I mean when I say you had me kissing your behind, it wasn't figuratively. You, you it was behind, literally behind. It wasn't figuratively, it was literally. Do you hear what you just said? <laughs> Yeah, I heard what I said. You don't like, even literally, literally kiss my ass. Up. That's what I'm talking about. I wasn't talking about, man. You give me your ass to kiss. But you don't even literally kiss my ass. You don't know what you you don't you don't know what I be doing when you be sleep. Uh, I know that. As much as I say, babe, rub my ass so I can go to sleep. So I said, I won't know. I rubbed your ass last night. If you was near my ass. I rubbed your butt last night. You rubbed against some. <laughs> Hell, not for me to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true, but see, this you see how we laughing? While you saw her face, you saw her eyes, right? That was her, I mean, business face. But when I smile, crack the code easily. And plus, we in, I'm cute stage, so she can't talk bad to me. That's another thing. This spoiled brat got your barber coming here. And never up. Oh I always got it. Hey, let's get it. Oh, welcome to episode 75. Let's get it. Hey, 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 yeah, hey, look, you got to set the mood right. You see all that? You see how it go? Hey.
way. Thanks a lot. You remember I kept telling you that I thought Kanye was tricking us with that gospel album? Yes. It's not that bad, though. I really actually went and listened to it. It, it really wasn't that bad. He, he gave a gave a twist. Not a pastor. You know how pastor be talking about all the time that he don't want to be traditional and boring like come as you are and he don't pass a pot around. He let you determine how much you want to give. It's kind of like it's kind it's kind of like Kanye gave that same twist to the music. Why he can be a little weird sometimes. I get I get it. He's like He's like one of the worldly, like world, worldly guys, right? That's that knows Jesus, but ain't with being in the church the traditional way. You know what I mean? <coughs> yeah, that's what I mean. So, how many songs? How many songs do you get? Life like this is what your life like. Try to live the life right. People really know you push your buttons like right. This is like a movie, but it's really very lifelike. Every single night, right? Every single fight, right? I was looking at the gram and I don't even like lights. I was screaming at my daddy, told me it ain't Christ like. I was screaming at the referee, just like my looking for a bright light. Seagull with your life like riding on a white bike, feeling like a sight fight, pressing on the gas, supernova for a night like screaming at my dad and he told me it ain't Christ-like, but nobody never tell you when you're being like Christ. Only ever seeing me, only when they need me. Like if Tyler Perry made a movie, searching for a deity. Now you want to see it free, now you want to see it free. Let you see it through your piece, tell me what your life like. Turn it down a bright. I don't have nothing to drink. No, that's not bad. Kanye is a musical genius. It's just after losing his mom, it took a toll on him. Hallelujah, there is power in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever you're going through, whatever it is that you're searching for, things are bound to change in your situation. At the great name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord of all the earth. Your name is awesome, your name is great, your name is mighty and worthy. Your name is healing and your name is peace. Your name is all I need. Yeah. Yeah. Your name is awesome. Your name is great. Your name is mighty. Your name is mighty and worthy.
we about to get this podcast started. Welcome to episode 75. Make sure you rate and review the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Make sure y'all check out the So look, we're gonna start talking about that six hundred and thirty million dollar jackpot. I always talk about the lottery and don't play that. One number. I played. I need three to years learn how ago. to play. How you play? You do I don't know. Mm. I took my uncle's advice and bought a ticket at that Seven Eleven we used to go to before we started our uh, route, and found out I bought the wrong ticket. Still, so like. You need to be like the movie we was watching. <laughs> I know exactly. Well, they figured out <laughs> they the figured out the earlier. number because because on this ticket right here this person did a one draw three dollars you feel me so my thing is so do you is the ticket three dollars per ticket for the mega and like the other maybe, ones are like two dollars per whatever they are Maybe maybe that's just an example. I don't know because I feel like I feel like it's more. Because if they did two draws, would it have been six dollars? That's a good question. Because bro. that's like they let it pick itself. Yeah, I should probably click on the play though. Because if you get how many numbers, don't you still get something? If you get like the jackpot number or something. I don't know. I need to know. I definitely do, cause but the but the, the the problem is though no one ever no ever no one ever wins locally, ever. She's not telling us how to win though. But see, if you get the mega ball number, you should get something. If you get the number, but if you get all of them, is when you get the what the hell? That's that. That's hey, look, man. We gonna talk about it though, babe. Oh man. Yeah, we gonna talk about no. it though. Was that the close? Yeah, oh. that was everything. They tried to revive it under there. Oh man. All right. So the big story of the last week or two. Has been Sesame Place. And we've been three times. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Here's the funny part about it, right? I've seen three videos of complete disrespect. Here's two of them right here. Basically, that same character walks past these kids. Or and gives them the no. But you know what's funny? It it didn't dawn on me until I started hearing this. But remember when during this was it the second year? Didn't we just take them this past October, right? For, yeah, for Halloween. And remember they went towards the roller coasters with they didn't do the parade, but they had the characters sitting mm-hmm. already out there. I felt I kind of thinking thinking long about it, I kind of feel like we probably ran into some of that 
but just didn't pay attention to it. Could have been, but I ain't. I wasn't thinking of it like that. Baby, go up there and take your picture. You want to take your picture? It's COVID. I wouldn't expect, of course, not to touch them. Like when we went before, they did the whole hugs, everything. But it's still the simple fact of this child is waving at you, trying to get a high five, and you straight after you done a high five, the whole day going Caucasian line, the white line. I told you I. Last episode, I said I'm gonna stop doing that because cause when white people talk about black people, they call us black. So when we're talking about white people, we're gonna call them white. Well, Caucasian this, outside of this white person, white, you can't call they ain't. But they gonna call us a nigga? Yeah, they they do behind closed doors. Oh, Frank coming! Here come again! Oh my god! Oof. We ain't behind closed doors. Hey, but Them look. white people that smell like wet dog when they get wet. <laughs> All got high fives. <laughs> and the colored people, they wasn't all black. You had Latinos, which they consider colored as well. The kids wasn't like, pick me up. They got their hand up like they rest of the motherfuckers. But the actor, the actor in this character, the actor in this character that uh, waved off the two or the, the two black girls. He claims, he or she claims that she she or he wasn't waving off the two girls, that they were waving off um, uh, a couple that was trying to get the, get the character to hold their child and take a picture. So why not, if you, that's the case, why not do this? Oh no, but still give them that high five. You did not give them a high five. Don't nobody want to hear that shit because you in a costume. Yeah, the, the but mess- then it'd have been wrong if somebody would have said something or approached the character at that moment. Then it would have been a problem. They just brought the parade back. If you gonna have these disrespectful ass, racist ass people in these costumes portraying the character that these kids sit and watch and love on TV, disrespect them. Yeah, like come on now, real life. If we would have been there and Alex wanted a half five oh, we had and a you straight curried her, I'd have been like, what? First first of all, I would have been right there near my baby. I'd have probably pushed that character on the ground. I ain't want to say it, but... Because, like, you know, listen, quiet is kept. <laughs> we are in a recession, this right? Dude. So when when you when you as a family um, come up with, I don't care the, if they got it off a of Groupon. Yeah, even if they got it off a of Groupon, they got they still, made a way to get there for their children exactly. to have a good time, not to be disrespected. Yeah, and that's that's a terrible part. And I, that's I, and my whole thing is it's not that character only. Yeah, the little pink joint did it too. Like, come on now. Yeah, now now the part. Uh, the park had an initial apology claiming the performer couldn't see the girls because of the costume and was shaking their head at other attendees who were asking uh, for photos with their kids, which is not allowed. But uh, Lamera said multiple families have since contacted him about their black children also being snubbed by the same character at the park. You're not going to tell me that 
you didn't see my child and you stooped down to a child in a stroller and stuff or a shorter child and my child hand is up. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So right now we are behind the scenes kind of watching the video because I didn't get an opportunity to see all the extra ones. Boom. That's a little child, right? We are currently looking at, oh, she even bowed and everything. Then the little boy went out. Didn't even wave. Didn't even look. Blatantly ignored. That little boy should have clipped that damn character up. Ignored the mother's face. Hey, I'm be honest with you. I'm not even going to have to do nothing. You carry my daughter. She going to make it be known you carried her. You carried her. Hmm. She going to clip you up. Hmm. Or she might push you. She going to hawk you down. Yeah, yeah. You ain't got nothing. She going to she gonna first say something. She ain't even going to say nothing to us. She going to handle it herself. She gonna She's so independent. So And if she, I say ready, she swing She going to fight. Yeah. Yeah, so. It's just crazy. And Sesame Place was made for black people. You can't oh, tell me so that little, little black girl baby went for went a up. hug and you carried her, but the little white girl white comes up, come and up. You just let her hug. That's yeah, why that damn costume party full of lights and shit. That's disrespectful. Next topic. You say I'm not. I'm not saying that Rosita is Rosita is <laughs> racist. But whoever is under this, those masks sure is curving a bunch of brown kids. <laughs> Hey man, oh, they got more. Oh man, we don't looked at three videos, y'all. I told you it's multiple. Look, straight boom. Oh man, and you saw her coming up. You had to straight curve. And, and even if you didn't see her, you, you got a attendant her. behind you following you that should have tapped and been like, "Oh, you forgot this little girl." Like man, look. But Becky ain't do that. She Be- walked right around her Becky ass walk, too. Becky walk right along with you. Mm. Cause you see Becky white too. You probably told her I ain't doing this. Come on now. <laughs> the parent said she had never stepped foot in the Sesame Place, as she shouldn't. But Again, they got, I they wouldn't got, that they, either. They got a bigger issue though. See, so here's their apology. Uh, family, Sesame apologized to the family and said it's committed to making this right. They said they they will conduct training for all employees so that they better understand, recognize, and deliver an inclusive, equ- what is that? Equitable. Yeah, I knew that's what it was. Just couldn't get it out. Equitable and entertaining experience to all their guests. The statement read. It said, for over 40 years, Sesame Place has worked to uphold the values of respect, inclusion, and belonging. We are committed to doing a better job making children and families feel special, seen, and included when they come to our park. But here's the problem. Here's the bigger issue. That first statement they released made it seem like none of this shit happened. But as soon as people start pulling receipts, Mm. now you're owning up to it. Because why you ain't? Why you really not owning up to it? You are owning up to it with your apology about, uh, mm. man, look. Whoever in that costume need to be fired. Yes. Yeah, because clearly this person has a history of being a jackass. So, look. He needs to be fired. Let me tell you a story I encountered at the uh, Chris Brown and uh, 
a little baby. I feel some type of way. That no. I ain't know that he was gonna be. Here they didn't. They the they just didn't do a good enough job uh, advertising that joint, which is surprising. Even Chris, I, to be in I don't even think Chris did a good enough job doing it. But anywho, at the end of the night, right? I'm chilling at the whole stand at the front, right? This one guy walks up with a beer and a cigarette in his hand. He's getting ready to walk out front. I'm like, sir, you can't go outside with the beer. He said, well, I paid for it. And I want to smoke. I said, sir, we're closed, so you can't go out. If you go out, um, I can't let you back in. We sat there for a few seconds and just kept talking. I'm like, man, you know what? Sit your beer right here. You go on. He goes and he smokes. I let, he gets back in because someone is coming out. So then he comes up, and he wants to get into this, like, arm wrestling tug of war situation with my hand. And I'm like, I'm like, bro. It's not that serious, bro. I'm I'm not trying to jock about who's strong. If you want to be strong here, you can have it, right? So at this point, he moves around. So he's like sizing me up, right? It's like, man, you need to come to my gym. I'm like, why I need to come to your gym? It's like, man, I can put you through a workout plan and get you on a smooth. I stopped him. I said, bro, see, that's the problem with some personal trainers and why, like, the the market is so 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 boring like you take you everyone's not alike i stopped him i said bro everyone's not alike um just because you small doesn't mean everybody else wants to be small and then i said secondly you see what i do imagine me being your size i can't have a conversation with people they're going to constantly test me so secondly i'm a personal trainer mind your business that's what i said i said so look, he say, you deal with weights and stuff. I deal with martial arts. I said okay. Oh, he was going cold. Oh, it gets it gets it gets worse, right? So this time he gets out the restaurant with his beer, and I watch him. I said okay, you do martial arts, right? One of the things about martial arts is discipline. Mm-hmm. So clearly. You're not disciplined. You're not disciplined. And if I wasn't a personal trainer and I was looking to get get better i wouldn't come to you and then we stepped off he still tried to like jock and do all this extra stuff i said bro i'm like man everyone got habits clearly your habit is drinking my habit is just living so you have a great night and that was the end of that so how do you feel about someone it doesn't even have to necessarily be about your weight it could be about your hairline, about what you're wearing. I'm just so proud of the growth in you. Oh, I don't. As soon as he's would have sized up old school Michael, he didn't pop off in his ass. ass. So the growth. Club the shit out of his ass. Or, or clipped him up because he was um, drunk. Yeah, it's But crazy. I mean. People gonna be judgy, regardless. That's just what people do. And I mean, they gonna say what they wanna say or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's all on how you feel about yourself and how you carry yourself and go about it. That's just like prime example. Yesterday, you was like, I don't understand how dudes just be comfortable looking like anything. But clearly, he had a good job. But he was looking like anything. It looked like he was a manager, though. So, it's just, 
That makes it worse. But at the yeah. end of the day, not everybody. It should be a standard, though. Of course, they always should, they always Especially have for managers. standards. But do they continue the cycle of it? Like he probably was doing a damn thing for the first year, and it was like, oh yeah, he good. Then after that, it was like, ain't nobody observing me, nobody micromanaging. Shit, Metro. Remember, Metro used to be the gig, but you know, you hear people not so happy with the Metro job nah, anymore. Not happy, but they happy on Wednesdays. Yeah. Ain't nobody saying nothing every Wednesday. I remember when I first went to get. I like, should have did Metro. My, oh, my dad gonna road rage though. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when, yeah, exactly. I remember when um I first got my first job at McDonald's, and one of the requirements was to keep a clean cut. I mean, literally, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine that they will require you to keep a clean cut at Mickey D's and not keep a clean cut as a Metro station manager because he had the yellow shirt on, so he's a station manager. Oh, I don't know. I don't catch much. <laughs> you know the colors. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I know the colors. <laughs> I know the colors. Yes, I do, babe. All right, so doing pre-production, I sent you a story. Man. And you, you said you wasn't too happy about it. So, look, just to give a backstory, story, man, Miles, Miles Bridges uh was arrested and charged with domestic domestic violence basically he he was he pleaded not guilty to three and felony child, charges um, yeah endangerment endangerment the endangerment piece came because i i believe he was abusing the mother in front, in front of, the, of kids. the kids yeah that's traumatic at the end of the day those kids ain't have to ask to be here nobody child asks to be here so you should always want what's best for them while they're here if you ain't putting them for adoption and protect them. And I just feel as though they both failed at protecting them. When it comes to her aspect, she failed at the situation of being there, knowing that this ain't the first time apparently he done whooped her ass. So that's my standpoint on that of her side of endangering the kids. His side is putting his hands on her, period, but in front of those kids as well. Now, what I'm not going to say is, oh, she deserved to get her ass beat. No, but my biggest thing is she put in there that she finally decided that she wasn't going to be silent and his family wasn't going to keep her silent was like, damn. So how long has he honestly been doing this to you? Cause he been in the league for how long? He's twenty four. I think he going into his first contract extension. So four years, four so, or five. So basically, I feel in my head of thoughts. I instantly went to <clears throat> you just now saying something. After he done got some guaranteed coin. You get what I'm saying? Type situation where you like, oh yeah, I'll be good. No. But. No. He was due for the contract extension. And then this happened. But, but that's all and I'm the saying. Team, but that's the what team I'm saying. Then, that's what I'm getting to. The team then rescinded that's the, what I'm the saying. contract extension. That's what I'm saying. She probably was like, oh. 
it's about to be some guaranteed coin coming up. I'ma be good. I done stuck it out all this time. She been with him for a while though. Like I done through, stuck through it out all too, this time. And it's like then they hear about it. Like, damn, I ain't about to get my comp that I thought. Nigga, I'm snitching. It is what it is. And whatever come out of it, come out of it. But it's just sad to hear, to read that she's put there that she, his family can't keep her silent much longer. It's like, damn. How long he been beating on you and nobody came to your aid? Yeah, it says... Um, according to the DA release, the case includes an alleged alleged get sable. Where we at? Where we at? Boom! Includes an allegation. Yeah, of allegation great of bodily harm, injury on the domestic violence victim. The reads noted that the children were present for the alleged assault and did not otherwise spe- specify what the child abuse count stemmed from. Bridges was arrested June 29th by Los Angeles police and released on a $130,000 bond. The Hornets and NBA have both said they were aware of the charges with the league noting it is investigating and uh, investigating the See, allegations. it ain't just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The league is also investigating their own side part of the allegations. Bridges, who is 6'7 and 225 pounds, was the Hornets' leading scorer last season. Mm. His fourth in the NBA. Before his arrest, the Hornets has extended Bridges a qualifying offer, which also them. Which allows, which allows them. them a chance to match any offer set sheet he signs with another team. But my biggest thing is still nobody. You get what I'm saying? At the end of the day, uh, with her saying that she was no longer be silenced by his family and stuff, it's messed up because how long has she been a victim to this? And it's people out here, regular people, that's on a day-to-day in situations like that. And it's just like, they muster up the courage to leave, and when they go to do it, it's something that gets in the way of them leaving, and they don't have that extra, go ahead, you can do it. Start over. You know, go somewhere else, change your number. You know, begin, people think of, I gotta start over, I gotta do this. She probably was thinking about her kids. Like, is her family in her life? Is she isolated from them? Is his family and him all she know? And her thing probably is, what about my kids? When you have kids, you think differently. And it's it's just messed up for the whole situation in itself. You wouldn't want to think that she did it to herself. Because they be having shows and stuff about how dudes may kirk down on you, curse you out, but don't physically hit you, and then they go and do it to themselves to get them in trouble. Man, what you thinking? I got a response. Just was waiting for you to finish. You got the flow. So I was, um, 
Like, I'm going to just start with the first excuse, right? And then I have a response to the excuse. And then I want to hear your thoughts, babe. The first first excuse is, in Bridges' um, case, I'm specifically talking about him, is family trauma, right? Did he have to experience um, his own family members and the abuse within his own household? Right? Boom. So then I'm gonna take that excuse away because I look at it like this, like like you went to college, you graduated, so that means you have some sort of intelligence, right? So now like we gotta figure out if if there is a problem, I need to get that help so I don't man look, I tell you all the time, right? I get I'm I'm a little angry about it. But I tell you all the time, like if we got a disagreement, any problems we have, we ain't doing that in front of the kids. Because in any situation, you can divide your household easily when it comes to the kids. And we saw that. We battled we battled about that before. I also remember early 20s how you knew what buttons to push, right? But even in that, I would never put my hands on you. I always punched holes in walls, right? That was my way. You know, I don't punch punch holes in three, four walls. I don't punch holes in cabinets. But see, that was something, like, in that moment, it's like, that's what you do, right? But I'm not in my, in that moment, right? Going, like, you, you you pregnated this woman. So that means, like, there's a love there. But when you love somebody and you you say you respect that person, you don't harm that person. And then you don't harm that person in front of your children, especially when one of your children can potentially be a girl, right? Because then she goes and she believes that... That's love. That's what love is, right? That, that don't make sense to me, right? Then... So what's your what's your response to that one? No, I get it. They with the children, if that's all they see in the household, then that's like all they know. So they think that that's what you're supposed to do, and then they, they get out into the world and realize they go start doing that, and that's not what you're supposed to do because these are the consequences. It's like when does the cycle break? And if he did have trauma in his life. You know, it's still, like you said, some point that you, I don't get it with us African-Americans, blacks, that feel as though therapy, counseling is a problem. It's not. It's sometimes needed and necessary when people have traumatic issues or problems and they can't talk to their family. They can't talk to their friends because you need the bias and the unbiased in your life. And you need that balance to know, to hear from somebody you don't know versus somebody you do know that you're wrong, that your standpoint or your insight on something that you thought you was 100% right on is wrong. But when you hear it from prime example, me and you getting into it. You be like, babe, just take it. You're wrong. No, nigga. I'm not going to take it. I'm not. 
that. I'm that. I'm that. I'm that. In the back of my head, maybe like, yeah, that was wrong. That I was used to do up. that. Now I ignore the shit out of him. That was fucked up. That was wrong. But I ain't about to tell him that so he can have a one up. But that there is a toxic situation. And if you go to a therapist and stuff, they don't think of your toxic situation. They're there to try to help and better. So played out, you're wrong. That was wrong. You shouldn't do that. And you shouldn't, us women, you shouldn't demoralize and, you know. Be little. Be little. Men, when they put themselves in vulnerable situations as a provider, a nurturer, a carer, you know, situations like that, it may come times where you, you know, you put the bear, push buttons to let them know certain things because they still think they the shit, but you got to let them know. But that's a trigger. That is a trigger. And like how I've pushed plenty of buttons and things and you've hit walls and shit. Homeboy could have hit a wall or something. Why I had to be her? It's all I'm saying. Then, then it's like, okay, my second thing is like, it's about the people you surround yourself around, right? You can't surround yourself around people that don't respect your woman, right? Because then they start putting things in your head that you're already triggered. So now in your mind, they're like, man, maybe your girl cheating on you or maybe your girl doing this. They ain't got your best interest at heart. They they just your yes men and they also in your pockets too because you're a millionaire. But then they also in your girl DMs. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like I've always said, if it ever came to a point where he realized, felt like he gotta get to the urge to put his hands on me, might as well leave. Cause nigga, if I can't beat you while you woke, I'm gonna beat the shit out you with every pot pan. Anything I get my hand on while your ass sleep. What the hell? <laughs> I'm just saying. I've been with her for almost two decades. The fact that she got to even think like that. Oh, I was just saying. That's what my stand has been. If you ever feel like you realize need to put your hands on me, yeah. And then you're in a league that promotes like mental health and getting that help. I mean, you got one of your superstars, you know, Irvin, that's constantly talking about protecting your peace. And I say it all the time, too. Like, you got to find ways to protect your peace. And maybe protecting your peace might not might be you not being with her. You know, but you got to use common sense and realize um, if it's not working, you constantly feel like you need to. Because, man, I saw like strangulation and you gave the girl a concussion Mm -hmm. and her ribs. She got bruised ribs. Like, so you gave her a body shot like she was a dude. So I'm telling you, when you go to jail, right, they're going to treat you as such. Right, because they do not they do not play that in jail, right? So they're gonna treat you like that same chick, right? Oh, the kids. And oh, your remember, kids was right you there. are six seven, two hundred and twenty five pounds. 
that life, that NBA lifestyle going to change. So you're going to be 6'7", 180 pounds in jail, right? You're going to run into a 6'7", dude who weighed 330 pounds of all muscle. And all he do is push-ups and dips. And you're going to be Melanie. So... You know, just be thinking about that. Even though you made that hundred and thirty thousand dollar bond, you know that bond means you can't be getting caught doing nothing crazy, right? Or they're gonna put you in jail until your court date. So, just no use common sense now, because you should have used it then, man. Men, stop putting your hands on these women, man. Don't let them trigger you to setting yourself up to be a peaches. I mean, and that's vice versa, because you know, women like. Put our hands on a dude because you can't hit me because I'm a girl. Nah, 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 nah. And this shit like this happen. All right. So, next topic. I am my uh my my children's keeper. And mm-hmm. and I and when I say that I mean that. Set the scene. Sunday, my wife and um my Alex. baby went to a, a baby shower, right? They did their thug dizzle. So when I came out, I noticed Carl was still asleep. Woke him up, worked out. We chilled a little bit. I said, man, Carl, I want some ice cream. So let's walk to 7-Eleven. Whole time, Carl is, you know, he laxed. He just vibing, we joking. But I'm telling Carl constantly. I was like, Carl, I would prefer to be on the side where the cars come and you be on my other side. I'd rather I get hit before you get hit. So we go to 7-Eleven. We get all our stuff. He want to go to McDonald's. I choose a new route because I say this route is quicker. I'm still telling Carl. I'm like, Carl, you need to be on this inner side and I'll be on this outside. We go cut down this residential street, right? Me and Carl literally, we literally joking, right? I'm on the phone with my wife. I look back for a split second and there is a... Um, there's a Silverado on the sidewalk coming at us at about 40 miles per hour, right? Carl was in that position. I swear to God, I felt like I was a superhero. I picked Carl up and like tossed him out the way. But in the process of tossing him, dude's side mirror still hit his arm. So at this point, Carl's at rage, right? He's crying, bawling in tears. I'm on the phone with Sonya, but I'm like, man, screw this. I got to call you back because I'm about to run and try to, like, see if I can, like, I wasn't even thinking about getting a tag number. I was thinking about beating his ass. So I'm I'm jogging. I look back. I'm making sure Carl was okay. Carl, like, I ain't, I'm telling you, <laughs> Carl has that. See, so Carl is a. We we all we all understand Carl is a um a sheltered a sheltered child, right? But I'm gonna tell you something. I can laugh about this while I'm still like like it hurt my heart, right? Because I know how close I know how close that was. But at the same token, right? I look back at Carl and he is fist balled up ready. Say, yeah, I catch him. I'm gonna steal his ass, right? We gonna we gonna we are not gonna miss the fact that he just said I'm gonna steal him. I'm gonna steal his ass, right? So I'm like, 
I'm like, Carl, you gonna do what? <laughs> yeah, I'm mad. I'm gonna steal him. So we get up the hill, right? I'm I'm asking people. I'm like, man, did y'all see the car, the truck? Did y'all see a black truck going down the street? He was like, yeah, man. He was balling with his mirror hanging off. I said, yeah, because he just hit my son arm with his side mirror. Like, man, when I say y'all look, I look back and dude, it it was clear it wasn't on purpose, but he was distracted. Which tells me he was distracted in that cell phone. And right, I'm going to tell you something, man. And I, I even had to like have a, I had to internally have a conversation with myself, right? We, we listen, man, we, we got to do a better job, dog, and just put our fucking phones down. Because like, God knows, man, <laughs> that could have been so bad. And what make it so bad, though, I know he thought he was going to get his ass whooped, so that's why he didn't stop. But he didn't even bother. He was balling so fast. There was a Metro bus literally two doors down from the incident area, and he almost ran into the back of that bus trying to get away, right? But that, man, we, we got to put our phones down, man. We got to really, really just focus on the road, understand that text message, that, that social media post, whatever is not important, is not more important than the lives because while I am a car owner, every now and then I'm I'm gonna walk, right? And on that street we was in, there are a lot of Latino families with tons of kids that are constantly walking that street to school, that are constantly walking that street going over to the corner store, that are constantly walking that street when they walking their dog. Or just playing. Yeah, or just playing. And and you don't wanna be responsible for taking somebody's child life. Because you you're not focused you on the road. You jump the goddamn curve. How the hell like that? And that's the thing. Like I can see like if you swerve, nigga, you jump the curb though. Like, and, and we were in a section of the sidewalk that was occupied a little bit by weeds and trees and branches and stuff. So the fact that I was able to literally turn move call from the road side of the sidewalk to the house side of the sidewalk was just amazing in itself but excuse me it just proves man how how it just it just it, it's important that we stop being so distracted with our devices behind the wheel man and it's just a common sense thing man but on top of that you could be taking somebody's life because you so focused on whatever. Like it takes it takes so much of your attention from the road to read a text message, and if it's that important, you need to pull over and read that text message and then go on about your business because you can't be doing fifty going down a residential street with speed bumps, and the curb is one of the speed bumps. But I, I know how upset that made her because I literally hung up on her. And I ran lights. I was on Allison Road talking to you. You was like, man, what the fuck? I'm about to call you back. I was like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. See you. So if you get a ticket in the mail, yeah. Yeah. Shit crazy. But it um it just um readjusted my thinking 
as it comes from my own personal distraction with the cell phone. Um, and I just think, you know, I know now they make cars where, like, they won't allow you to do distracting things in your vehicle. But still, it's ways around that. And yeah, like, if you don't connect it to your car. Yeah, we just got to do a better job. I mean, I got to do a better job. My wife got to do a better job. You got to do a better job. Because us doing a better job could potentially save tons of lives, man. You more distracted driving than I am. But okay. I literally just said. Do a job. I literally you just said. You have to put me in there. Please. I see you. You be having a whole uh, text message conversation while you drive. All right. You do. I've seen it. it j- I just saw it yesterday. Literally, yesterday, while you were driving. Whole text. But you said watch a whole podcast while driving. I have it in the thingy, not in nah. my hand. No, nah, you got two phones. One be right, in your head, one be. Because I literally, I you, I literally said, I have to do a better job. Yeah, you have to do a better don't job. Put me in it. Stop putting me in. But you do. Oh God! If I had some. Look, he want to throw something at me. See. Did you get me some? All right, so the last topic on the topic list. Cyclists killed in Northwest D.C. crash. And I can relate to this because I cycle. Hey, right? just turned 40. But I'm going to tell you something. I avoid the roadways. I stick to the trails because, like, <laughs> they don't respect. Man, look. You know they don't respect motorcycles, so why would you think because they created a bike lane on a busy road that they're going to respect the bike lane? Bikes need to stay on the goddamn sidewalk. Yeah, and but they don't. The sidewalk they, ain't safe. But they say that's against the law now. You can't ride your bicycle on the sidewalk. That's why they created the cycle lane. The cycle I stay lane my is cycle dangerous. ass on the cycle trail. The cycle lane is dangerous. Cause that's a lane. Yeah, man. All right, so. Let's Hold see. on. Go back out. I'm about to stop reading. That's sad, oh, though, man. Construction truck. So the victim identified is 40-year-old Sean O'Donnell of Northwest D.C. was struck by a construction truck on the 21st. Oh, I've been on that trail. That is not the best. No, that's not. I lost my wallet on that trail. Oh, she went to Berkeley. My uncle went to Berkeley. But they, but see, this happened on her way to work, though. Came from. Can you stop? The call came just after eight a.m. Witness described first responders and then the first aid to it on as she lay beneath the large truck. Damn, he ran her over, over. That's a terrible way to go, but that. But the funny thing is, I remember once upon a time I was working at that McDonald's on Georgia Avenue. Somebody was coming down that 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 daggone hill, and got hit by the uh, he he got hit by a person coming out of the, the uh, parking lot. Boy, 
Luckily, the person coming out of the parking lot wasn't driving fast, or he would have been hurt. He got up and was able to drive away. But sometimes the cyclist can be a little reckless. And I'm not saying that happened in this case. I'm just saying, um, listen, you can create all... Uh, Bowser can create as many ways to try to protect cyclists all she wants to. Those little boom, boom, boom thingies that she try to put right at the lane, them things go down and come back up. So I stick to my trails. I don't want to become a news uh, story because someone was distracted driving and boom, boom, me. This messed up. She only 40, though, she man. She just turned 40. Yeah. They said she just had her birthday on the 7th. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But see, someone else got uh, killed on Rhode Island Avenue. And he was 65. Oh, less than a week. Yeah. Y- y'all better stick to the trails, man. It's a trail for everything. Because on that trail I was on today... That trail cut off to multiple areas. And I like, what I like about that trail um, is it literally rides, like, behind everything. So, if you want to get off and do your thing, it's by Metro. They're saying that since Vision's, uh-uh, scroll down there. Right there. It says since Vision Zero actually became stated policy. Of the D.C. government, traffic fatalities have only gone up. It's been nerve-wracking for folks who bike in the city and folks who walk in the city that they could be next. At least 20 people have died traffic deaths so far. This year in D.C. low, damn. They blame the government for the pace of trying to make it safer conditions. Bowser launched Vision Zero in 2015. But like they were saying, the the light patterns wasn't activated. They were activated. They had just been activated. On that spot she was in. But again. If but it you... wasn't working. Oh. That's what it's saying. So basically it wasn't activated. It was activated in that area. So, but at the time it wasn't working. So basically they saying, um, like the trolley, they have a that, light that for light. cyclists. Yeah, that where the bikes can go and but everybody else's light is red. Still. Like for instance, right? I'm riding through Anacostia Park on um Monday, right? This Nissan Altima. You know, they say do like five miles per hour through it. This dude was doing like 50, right? So I'm on the up. See, like how I like to ride. I like to ride on the in the direction where I can see the see cars coming car. at me, right? I got to be able to see it. If I'm on that side, I, I don't have to worry about be, something being behind me. Mm-hmm. So I'm riding on the opposite. He's telling me to get over, and I hit him with this. No, like I it's I, it's a reason. And if you was to stop and listen to me, you would understand why. Yeah. Because the air that I felt from that Nissan Altima flying past me. Imagine if I was in my little small area and he just for a brief second uh had a cramp in his leg or, or some away, shit or his hand. High. Yeah, I'd have boom boom. He'd have knocked my ass in that dirty ass Anacostia River. Mm-hmm. 
So I like it's they a They say reason. the Anacostia River ain't dirty. Yeah, well, that's a lie. I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I be riding brass and being like, man, what is that five cent bad tax really doing? <laughs> and them paper straws. Boy, they getting paid. Uh, but man, look, this has been a great episode of the podcast, man. I'm just gonna leave this little nugget out there, man. If you are a distracted driver, man, just think if that was your baby or your mama. And if you are in a domestic violence situation, reach out for help. Seek it. Seek help. Even if you got to call 911 and act like you're delivering Uber Eats or getting something ordered and speaking code or you go out somewhere and you slip a note to a cashier or somebody and got to go back. Like, especially if you got kids, like, protect them babies. But also protect yourself. It's not just for women. Men out here getting their ass beat too. Seek help. It's nothing wrong with starting over. It may make you feel like a failure. It may feel like you did something wrong. Don't blame yourself. Seek help. And men don't ever put your your woman in a position where she's afraid to go seek help or has to go seek help because at the end of the day, you are supposed to be her protector, not her abuser. Thank you for listening to another episode of MTMJ Fit Podcast. I'm your motivator and your personal trainer. She is the wife. This has been episode 75 of the y'all podcast. Y'all can follow me. Oh, y'all can follow me. You can follow her at Sonya <laughs> underscore Comfort Foods on IG, right? For all your, um, which, what's the uh, last thing you said? Damn, you lucky I can't remember. Oh, my God. Usasaki. Oh, what's the shine? What's the shine? Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> 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 and your what's the And voila. Food is ready. Peace.